Wellity, wellity, wellity. Welcome back to Malawi season here on Talking Out Loud. This is uh, the second episode coming straight out of Malawi. And this one with another member of the Tenwa team. Now the chap in this one, Fishani, is almost a lifer with Tenwa. He's been with the organization nine years, starting out as a volunteer, working his way up to field staff, becoming a project officer before finally getting to where he is today as a senior project officer with Temwa Malawi. Now what we get from Fishani is a, a real good view on the, um, the rigour and the philosophy that Temwa employ and how they deliver their projects essentially. He talks through how the organisation identifies communities that should receive aid. We get into the kind of dependency and blame culture that can be fairly evident really when it comes to charity work out in Malawi and actually how the mindset of relying on external support is in his view and mine the most corrosive aspect that needs, uh, needs addressing. It's a really awesome approach that Tamara are going with on this one in terms of the need to focus on community driven and community led projects and that the people should demand what they want to see from their community and not Tamara. He also touches on how they surface problems within communities and also the importance on the correct governance structures to be put in place in order for communities to, to stabilise and, uh, and start to thrive. It was an awesome conversation and um, I really enjoyed spending time with Fishani and the guys at Denver out in the field, so really appreciate that. Thank you once again. And when you get over to the UK, Fishani, let me know, my man. We'll, uh, we'll head out for that coke. Without further ado, give you Fishani. So welcome to Eusicia in Malawi, by Lake Malawi. Um, I'm here with another gentleman from Temwa, the Temwa organisation. We've heard already from Dr. Peter Chinoko and Kwandwani Bathu, the programme um, program director. And so uh, yeah, very fortunate to have been taken out with the guys at Temwa um, to see some of the work they're doing along the lakeside. Um, really impressive stuff, so there's a lot of photos and videos that I'll, uh, I'll share online um, to see some of the work they're doing. But over the last few days, myself and you, Fishani, have spoken at some length. We've seen some of the work that you've been doing with other organisations, but it'd be good initially, if we can, just to, um, to chat about your role within Temwa, how long you've been with the organisation. Um, and what got you involved in Tema in the first place? Yeah, thank you. Uh, my name is Fishan himself, as you have said. Uh, as of now, I'm the senior project officer under the program uh, team. I have been working with Tema for almost close to nine years now. Yeah. I started as a volunteer. Okay. But I was going like like this, step by step. Good man. As a volunteer, a field staff, a project officer, and then a senior project officer. Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, so at least I have quite an experience on Tema, how things have been progressing um, since it started. Of course, I found Tema. Yeah, but I can see how it has been progressing and with some changes. Uh, at the administration level and at community level. I see. And some impacts which we have realized. Fantastic. And how, yes. so how did you find Tamwa in the first place? 
by then I found Tema that um, it has only maybe almost three projects. Many it was focusing on HIV um, uh, and the agriculture. Okay. By then we had only um, uh, few projects. But as of now I can see it has expanded to uh, uh, different thematic areas. We talk of education and general health. By then it was just focusing health and on HIV, but now it's on general health. I see, yes. I see, I see, I see. And that is, uh, that's the program that you are responsible for, yeah. that's the program that you are uh, yeah. looking at. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and before Tenwa, you were you working in uh, community development elsewhere, or was it, was it, was it a volunteer because you were you were intrigued by the idea of by then i was uh, mostly working on temporary basis uh, projects um, i remember i worked uh, under the nso uh, national statistic office where we were doing the population housing census then later on i joined the mizuzu coffee as a temporary a supervisor at yeah. a certain paper refractory okay where we are processing and grading coffee okay and the, okay. i was just uh, also working in my community village where i was working with the, the youth so i was the director acting director as the chairman for the youth organization brilliant yeah brilliant supporting some development activities in in my my, my area fantastic yeah fantastic so then coming on to the work that you're currently doing now, mm-hmm. so the last few days I've been uh, yeah, really, really impressed with um, the rigour and also the, the attitude that you want to see from communities you work with. Mm-hmm. So an issue that I found, uh, so I've been in Malawi now for three weeks, mm-hmm. I've been doing a project in Rumpi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's through Kingfisher, which is an organisation set up by a good friend of mine called Henry. But the organisation um, essentially relies on people, backpackers, people like that, coming from South Africa to Malawi to get things done, to get projects done for a community and walk away. So when the backpackers and the people aren't there, nothing gets done because the community isn't as invested in that project, them themselves, as they need to be to see the real benefit from it. So could you explain just a little bit about um, how Tenwa identify the communities out there in the villages and uh, the process in which a village has to go through in order to receive uh, the aid and support of Tenwa? Yeah, um, that's the problem we have um, in Malawi and in most most African uh, countries that uh, the communities as of now, their mindset is just relying on uh, external support, like uh, depending on the government or, or external uh, uh, agents like the donors, partners. They don't own uh, their problems mm. uh, to say that this is our problem, we can, we can solve it on our own. But okay. mostly, they just rely from outsiders to say this is government responsibility. Okay. So. I remember, even when I was joining Tema, we were just uh, supporting the general area, even in the, the catchment area we were working in. We were just targeting the all, all places we were working. Okay. So you can see with the limited resources, but we were just targeting the whole, yeah. whole catchment area, which is very big. So yeah. later on, uh, we were just doing some hands-on. 
but later on when we realize that uh, at least we are not we are not really getting the results what are the real problems mm -hmm. then two years ago we started uh, sitting down as a program we, we we reflected on ourselves on how we have been managing the approaches we have been using then we realize that at least somewhere we are missing mm. yes we are not really going deep down the ground we are not really engaging the communities that's hearing right. from them so from there that's when we 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 said the way forward should be like we need to go now down on the ground <coughs> because previously we could just identify volunteers we could train then we expect them to deliver yeah later on because of the dependency syndrome they could also not deliver because they're not really committed the understanding of uh, uh decentralization which the, the government has is now implementing okay. they don't understand it they don't own things right they could not even deliver to the community then later on we said now at least we just need to go down on the ground mm -hmm. engage the people listen to the people then that's when now we did a community review in general in all areas we are working we have 40 years so we went in all villages under those days we had almost 25 uh, community engagement meetings okay so that we hear and we assess where are we and what are the the, the gaps then later on we heard from the people to say look Tema, you are just coming in you are just giving things you could just uh, sit on your desk in your office and uh, identify our problems without hearing from mm -hmm. us so that's the first uh thing we we also realized that yeah i think we are missing here yeah yeah, yeah. then after we heard from the people to say you need to hear from us so that's when now we took that approach to say now we need really to focus on the community driven. We need to hear from the people, to get the needs of the people. Mm. The people should demand, not us. Because there are some other things we can think that this is a problem, but we don't know where it is coming from. And we don't know the root cause of that. But mm. the community, they know because they are the people who are experiencing that problem. They know where it is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the 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 next step we, we we did so how do you go about um get surfacing those problems what what so <coughs> they have meetings with mm -hmm. the, with the community so how many people do you try to get from the community in those meetings and what what's your role as tenwa in those meetings okay um the approach we are saying that as of now we want the communities to be the drivers mm. And as demo, you just need to facilitate, to help them as the mechanics. Yes. But them should be the drivers. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we wanted that people, we need to change their mindset of mm -hmm. the thinking of the things. They need to know that the government has given them the power. And now we're saying it's power to the people. It's not government to the people or partners to the people. Yeah. It's power to the people. The people, they have to own it. They have to have their own governance systems on the ground. It's not that the government of Malawi, the government governance should start on the ground. The leadership should start on the ground. They have to be the managers on their own. They have to take that leading role. The government, the partners like them should just come in and support on what they are governing on the ground. Mm -hmm. So that's what we wanted to change that mindset. Because we, we think and we realize that actually communities, they are managing things on their own. I think they will be there because if there's a problem they will know the solution yeah yes and they will just ask that's the demand we're saying they'll just ask 
we have this problem and we, this is what we are doing but we are lacking here so the approach after uh, discussing people talked to us maybe some gaps the approach which we miss and the, the best approach we could now take work with the people directly on the ground community driven approach then we went back inviting all the communities with this approach so we invited all the communities at the village level at GVH level group village headman where there is a, a governor system which is called the village development committee okay yeah so we have almost uh, 15 vdcs um, of course there are some sub almost to 25 then we, we engaged all of them we could go there almost for three days discussing deeply people to understand the decentralization policy where we could say um we could discuss uh with the communities to say uh as in this community starting from individual at the household level what are the life giving factors because we wanted to realize to them to say they need to know that it's their problem so we could say what are the life giving factors so they could mention this and this word what are the basic needs mm-hmm. whose responsibility is to to make sure you have these basic needs so at first they could say it's no government so we could discuss probe more going deep they could realize to say no it's our responsibility okay so what are the obstacles that makes you not to have these basic needs so they could also discuss suggest they could critique each other later on they could reach a point to say i think this this is what is needed this is the obstacle this is what is supposed to be done Fantastic. these are the sources to be to be required to solve this problem these obstacles and the, this is this are the ways of finding these resources awesome. yeah awesome. so that's what we are now we are there mm-hmm. because the process the this approach is almost eight steps we could not just go there straight forward to a problem and they're like no we could make them understand whose responsibilities is to make sure things are working on the ground yeah. to solve the problem firstly they have to understand mm-hmm. what are the basic needs mm-hmm. and so what what has fallen out of that so obviously we uh, i've been to a number of projects that mm-hmm. temer is running up on, on the in the past two days so one of which was a chicken farm mm-hmm. one of which was a pig farm mm-hmm. um there's also the the wash mm-hmm. um program which we'll come on to shortly but some work at the school here as well mm-hmm. So when you're going to these communities, once the problems have been surfaced, mm-hmm. is it a case of that village, that first village where there's now a, a chicken farm, they said, first of all, our priority would be to get some chickens. And then to and then you from that meeting, you also get a, a development plan. Could you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the, mm-hmm. the development plans? That yeah, I, I was going there. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, after people realizing that, uh, that problem the other step was coming back again after people have realized now we could go deep to say how are we going to manage this problem so that's why now we would say can you come up with a realistic strategic plan which you could align all the obstacles the life-giving factors you mm. indicate on the your left what are the obstacles resources how are you going to address what are the sources needed who will be responsible on this finding or mobilizing this 
so that's how the strategic development comes in so we said every village starting from the household level should have a vision from now what do they want to be like in the future they could give their own period to say i want to be somewhere i need to have all this so they need to have a vision at household level at village level and at community level so that's where they were developing the village action plans so we could start together with a strategic plan then that one could feed into their village action plans in this in this community what do you want our community to be like so that's that's their vision now so they could see uh, this is what we want we want health services we want to have food secured our health is 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 good there is no more disease prevalence we want clinics so that's where now the communities could start demanding now from the strategic planning where they have village action plans so they could draw uh, dra- um, um, draft their village action plan and the, the for us we could come back again perfecting it discussing so that we also understand what do they mean sometimes they have missed somewhere so we could also discuss uh, go through it later on that one is perfected then we 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 print it it can be shared to different stakeholders so that's when all the tema now support is coming from because people demanded through from that engagement meetings they developed their their plans they they demanded through the development plan to say this one we can do on our own this one we can do on our own we can build some houses you can see it was not us building the houses they yeah. would mold bricks they would fetch some timber and the like but it would just come with cement and some some livestock yeah sure yeah so during those meetings they could we could also use um like a problem tree Gotcha. So that they could do uh, prioritize. What are the main challenges? What are the main mm. obstacles? Mm. So you find there are some areas in the lecture they could say, no, I think here the the big problem is now there is this outbreak of this kind of disease. We need first to address this. For example, in the lecture, they could say it's there is a problem of waterborne diseases. So we could say, what are the root causes? What are the obstacles? Mm. So they would say maybe the sanitation and hygiene here is not well. Like we drink untreated water. We drink water direct from the rivers and the lake, which are contaminated. So what could be the solution? We could discuss all that. That's when the water filters uh, mechanism came in by them. And it was demanded, Tim, can you come in with any interventions to address this problem? Because by then we could even go, we could even engage the health personnel when we were doing these meetings. We would engage the health personnel from the education, agriculture. They could also give us statistics on that day, same day. So we discuss, okay. what are the problems? Is it the health facility? No. It's the people who are creating problems in the villages. Yeah. They just go there. Yeah. So they could also share the statistics. This Brilliant. is the disease prevalence. And uh, waterborne diseases, these are the trends. You find that every month we register 30-something cases. Wow. So they would say, oh, that's too much. Because, you know, when they go to the other facility, it's just one individual. You, you are recorded as one. I have diarrhea. Yeah. But you don't know how many per month. Yeah, so sure. that's when they could be surprised. You're saying 50 per month? That's too much. Mm. Yeah, so that's when they could say, oh, now I think we need to do something. This is too much. Big data. Big yeah. data comes in and yeah. people are astounded by the facts and yeah. stats. Gotcha. So the problem three could also help us. People mm. trying to prioritize. We need to start with this one, this one, this one. So that's how we have been doing. But the big thing is want people to understand and own it. 
So from that engagement meetings, we have seen that there are other areas still more, they are still behind. Mm. Understanding still becoming a problem. The mindset change. Yeah, so you find that when we go to a certain village, people could not come, they still have some negative attitudes. Then we could just go where people need. Mm. They value our support. With you? Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's how we have been identifying the places where we could work. Because we wanted to work with areas which has interests. Because we don't want to push as we used to do. Mm. We don't want just to force people. While they are not interested, they are not committed to that. Sure. Or they don't value that. Yeah. Later on, they misuse it. And we don't see any impact. But we wanted to work with the people who are interested. They value what we are bringing in with the, our ideas and our support. Okay. Then we work with those people. Yeah, so they have the come up with the be. development plans. Mm-hmm. They, they have shared with us. We know what they want. They have, that, they have a vision. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's how we have now identifying. As of now, I'm saying we have four pilot uh, areas. Fantastic. Yes. Fantastic with this new approach. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that amazed me was... Uh, what well, amazed me, but I thought was very good, was um, when you do these village meetings, if you realise that no one's passionate or arguing or there's no real you know, emotion in the room, mm-hmm. then you know, you can instantly tell yeah. this isn't a village that, yeah. that is committed or, or wants. Yeah, you, yeah the, the discussion, we could start assessing just from the first discussion. We could yeah. see people becoming very angry, they are passionate with that. They are really attentive, they are participating and say, yes, I think they are touched. Mm-hmm. They are now understanding this decentralization policy we are saying. Absolutely. That it's, it's their responsibility. Yeah. But yeah. if you find that there are some people who are not serious, they are just like taking it for granted, we say, I think we waste time. Yeah. Mm. So the go- another thing is with the areas we have, we have started, as you held from that first uh, uh, visit in Bia, mm. Um, the groups we have started with, the support we have started providing, uh, we have seen some villages, neighboring villages, who are not part of that, now are interested. After looking at how their friends are now doing mm. and how they have started benefiting from that approach and the support we are giving. Awesome. So right. that's why we also had the same thinking to say, if we start with few, others will learn from us. Definitely. So that is now, it has already started to happen. Awesome. That's, that's, that's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. Touching on um, the, the programs that you're responsible for within health. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen um, some of the work you're doing with the WASH program. Yeah. Um, I know that Peter and uh, Kondwani has already spoken, but only briefly, about WASH. Um, so this is the water filters mm-hmm. that go into the households. Um, could you explain just a little bit about the history and then also um we'll, we'll touch on what happened yesterday in terms of uh, the new approach that Temwa have got for it. Yeah, um, previously, in this area of Lakeshore, um, there have been um, a number of cases uh, happening uh, before, like especially with the Korea, uh, diarrhea, which is a bit still there, and this dysentery. But cholera, you know, this is a deadly disease under mm. the waterborne, uh, waterborne diseases. Uh, but as of now, uh, we have seen that uh, almost two years ago now, we have never held any case of cholera, but only 
diarrhea. So you know this area, the lake shore, they, they only rely from the lake and the rivers from the hills there. Mm. So you can see people have cut it down trees. The landing off of water is also at a lambing, lambing stage because uh, the land is bare. See. So the, the water coming up there is always contaminated. Yeah, I see. So there is there was a lot of uh, cases on waterborne diseases and the, we could register high numbers of diarrhea cholera by then. Mm. That's when when we engage the people, they asked them uh, for the support okay. to come in with some interventions. So after we had an engagement meeting with our colleagues, our partners, Smart Center in Mzuzu, uh, they also told us about the water filter, which we also liked as Temas is a good mechanism because it saves money, it saves labor, yeah, because the water is in large quantity. Mm. In a bucket, it just filters. People had no time to uh, treat water every day. They just sure. put water and they just drink it. Yeah, so since we started in 2016, we started one village, which is called Boteka, with almost 158 villages. So since it was the first project, it was a pilot project for us, um, we managed to find a funding where we, we could buy some water filters and train the people and it's not only training on water filters at one way of uh, treating safe and clean water but we could also engage come in with some basics under water sanitation and hygiene mm -hmm. where we talk of the usage of latrines and washing hands all facilities around that mm -hmm. yeah so water filters was just part because we knew that even if people can drink safe and clean water mm -hmm. but if the uh, other hygiene practices are not uh, practice still more they will contaminate themselves okay. yeah so we would also come in with some basics so the pilot was uh, a try and error because mm -hmm. water filter mechanism was first thing it was new in the communities okay. Okay. so we said after training them on how they can use a water filter we said can you get a water filter and try it for two months if you like it then you you pay at a subsidized price okay so we bought it almost at ten thousand. then we subsidize at five thousand the issue was we could say we could give them for free but the issue was sometimes in the communities people valuing uh, things which are given for free yep. becomes a problem so we could say if uh we can say they can pay something they own it mm -hmm. they'll say it's mine because i've bought it but if you give them free they'll say yeah it's for them even if it's broken, I, I was given for free. Mm -hmm. But if they pay something, they will own it to say this is mine because I bought it. Very true. Yeah, so that's why we said we should not give them for free. And again, we said the man can also help them in other continuous activities. Yeah. Because they assemble the money, because the money could not go back to them. Sure. That yeah, money yeah. they contribute on subsidized price, it will remain in their village. Then they, later on, after assembling all the monies, they will decide what they can do related to health or wash activities. Excellent. So it's a, a continuation of, yeah, of a project. economy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just paying for putting that pot back mm -hmm. into the village yeah. for more health projects to be funded. Gotcha. Yeah. So what we have seen from the pilot from 2016, the activity we are done where people accepted and the usage of water filters was perfect. We could monitor every month. We would find people using it every day. And the, 
when we went to the healthcare facility to get some trains for that area, we could see that uh, the prevalence from that area is, has drastically gone down. Fantastic. From maybe 20, you would maybe just find in a month only one was uh, diagnosed with the diarrhea cases. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Not even the evaluation yeah. indicated to say it's 90%. Yeah. We have achieved. It was really impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the only challenge since it was about people paying something, uh, there was a lot of delays in payments. People could complain, we don't have money, our economy capacity, our sources in our household levels are very low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are the challenge, only challenge. But if you look at this impact of the project, the usage of water filters yeah. in reducing the waterborne diseases Incredible. was 90-something percent. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. And so since then, you've started then to roll. Then from there, uh, looking at the impact, we said, yeah, this is a good project. It's helping people. It's reducing some diseases. Then we expanded to other two villages, Utawa and Chuis. We also continued with the same arrangement where people could uh, could try it mm-hmm. after two months, then they pay. Mm-hmm. But these two areas, uh, we have a big problem of the payments again. Because as of now, like in Chuis, they have paid almost uh, 60%, I see. and in Tawa, 40%. But you can imagine it's now almost a year and some months. Yeah. But we agreed for only four months, almost five months maximum. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's almost a year and two months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as I'm saying, I am here at the lecture doing a follow-up to see the way forward. Yeah. Because the project now, the duration of the project has now elapsed. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah, ended yeah. by last year, September to December, we are done. And maybe people with the money have also started doing other activities. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. But we did not stop there. From December, we have also expanded to other two villages. Now we have five in total. Mm-hmm. We have went yesterday in Kondowe and New Sarah. Yeah. So, looking at the experience from the pilot one village in Levu and the, the two villages, uh, we started in 2017. We tried to change the arrangement of the payment since we were struggling with the to reclaim. Yeah, to reclaim mm-hmm. the money. Mm-hmm. We said, can we now maybe try, maybe people buying paying the full installment then they can get the water filter mm-hmm. so that we should not later on struggle with the payment Makes sense. yeah and we would not uh, uh take that to the community without consulting them when we went for a briefing after the survey in the new villages we also asked the community members that would you like this approach they said yes and that would be better because this project is managed by the community itself i see so we elected a committee before mm-hmm. the start of the project who could monitor correct the money uh, even keep the money we could train that committee together with the village development committee and some local leaders yeah, yeah. and the other health facilities uh, officials so they are the ones who manage that. Mm-hmm. So they also agreed that no, it will also help us. Um, it will also help us uh, to struggle with the chasing, chasing out community members, yeah. getting the yeah, money. Yeah. So they that. liked that idea. Okay. But now we have seen that um, 
people still more are complaining. As I'm saying, we have just delivered the water filters from December to January, but you can hear that out of maybe 180 water filters which were delivered in one area, only 17 have been collected since now. Mm -hmm. So for us, we can see that the impact is at minimal. Yeah. Because this is the only period rainy season where people need to, to drink safe and treated mm. water. Mm. But people are not getting the water filters because uh, they are not affording to pay the full amount, which is 5000 mm -hmm. Because uh, you know in the lake shore areas, people rely on the lake. Mm -hmm. So this time, uh, fishing activities is not uh, a good uh, period mm -hmm. where they could catch more fish and sell to pay for the water filters. Yeah, I see. So I see. that's the complaint they have as, as of now. I see. Yeah. What's your what's your thoughts initially on, on the way forward for that? Yeah, um, it's something we can discuss at management level, but uh, as we had a monitoring yesterday, uh, we also asked them uh, to get their views, where some could suggest that maybe we can reduce the amount, uh, which again to ask and bring in some other problems mm. since other villages from last year have not also completed if so they will hear that we have reduced the price yeah. this this area they will also demand the same yes yeah. true. and we will still have problems in the payment from even the previous villages That's a good point yeah. yeah and again if we say we give them for free as of now mm. without this completing they will also not complete the payment yeah because they say, ah, our friends there, where you have just extended, you have now changed, they are, you are giving them for free. Yeah, we are yeah. also not going to complete the payment. Sure. So we are looking at both, yeah, but yeah. we we'll discuss as management, as the way forward, what should be done. Mm -hmm. Because as of now, in these two new villages, it's not really giving us impact, because this is the targeted period for them yeah. accessing the water filters. Yeah. And, uh, using, using them to and uh, what we heard from the committee, uh, unfortunately, yesterday was the, that the disease prevalence now on waterborne diseases, especially dairy, is going high. Mm. Why? Because people are not getting the water filters, they're just drinking untreated water. Yeah. yeah. So, again, it comes back to the mentality aspect of um, changing that mentality, mm -hmm. whether that's through tough love, which I think is what you're suggesting in terms of now you. It is five thousand. Mm -hmm. This is how much you should be valuing mm -hmm. your clean water act, um, and I think it sounds harsh and cruel, but almost it's it's very it's important to kind of hammer that home. As you say, if they don't pay, then there's no ownership of mm -hmm. of that product. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a difficult one. It's, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. It is. There's need of more education. Mm. People should really, it's just a matter of mindset. Mm. We see where you find that yeah, some other people, they have money, but the issue is saying valuing it. Yeah. 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 As I was trying to explain to you, sometimes here in Malawi, people, uh, they don't really value the pre preventative stage. Mm. It's only when they got sick, that's when they will seek for a service. Sure. 
that's yeah. when maybe they will say oh i will need a, a water filter because in my household my, my children me we, we experience some problems like diarrhea yeah. Yeah, yeah that's when now they'll say no can you get that money where you're keeping yeah but as of now they are okay they'll say yeah they will value maybe money for drinking and doing everything yeah it's always the case it's just the mindset and yeah. valuing yeah yeah the, yeah the longer term to think that a yeah. little bit further ahead mm. and uh like i was saying to you yesterday in terms of surfacing that um projected cost for how much it would cost that village or you know as you say using the statistics to say mm-hmm. you actually as a village you are spending x amount of money just yeah. on taxis uh, on water taxis back to mm-hmm. hospitals or mm-hmm. clinics mm-hmm. um and as a result um yeah we're you're just spending x amount on on these water filters per household mm. will bring the village expenditure down by x yeah right? and then maybe targeting the chiefs or the mm-hmm. village chiefs with that information mm-hmm. um but yeah 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 it's it, it's it's amazing the what what you guys are doing i must say and i i, I really admire the approach because i think it's um personally it's, it's, but if you look uh, at the demand and the uh, the interest of people on this project and the water filters is very high. Mm. People they are liking it. Good. Yeah, because they have learned even if if you remember like yesterday, the beneficiary we visited the household who access the water filter. Yeah, yeah. You say I like this because it's cheap, it saves money, we drink we we, we drink quality and treated water. Mm. Even if water is dead is car but it's being filtered, it's clean, and it really gives the appetite to drink Fantastic. good water. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the issue now is this uh, attitude towards uh, yeah. the money, money value. Agreed, which yeah. household labor is is probably the biggest challenge, but it's uh, the most important one, I think, mm-hmm. to, to get through. Um, yeah, yeah. And and so uh, the future, the future going forward. What what health projects have, uh, would you like to see? coming in next in your personal your personal opinion what's where's the wife next yeah um, our our focus now we are looking at um uh, this is of course in general uh program to mm-hmm. say we want to see good governance in all sectors okay whether in health because you'll find that for example let's give an example that like here in the lecture of Ngata Beno you found we only have four health facilities. In the lake shore, there are only two. But if you look at the population, it's very high. Mm-hmm. We have few doctors, we have few health workers, we have few housing, we have few services, we have few surprising materials, even medicines in the hospitals. That's it. So that's what we want. We want the good governance, starting from the household level, Mm-hmm. at the community level and at the tier level. I see. Yeah. yeah, that's what we want. Because even if we can come with our interventions, but if the receptivity is not all that good, people, they don't uh, manage things on their own, still more will have problems. Because people, they really need to, to, to value that and they understand that it's their problems who can really focus on preventative measures. The intervention should really go down on the the preve- prevention. Mm. Yeah. Because if people understand these basic health issues, 
they will know how they can prevent to avoid congestion in the hospitals. Right. Yeah, for yeah. us it has to be just a supplementary or providing technical support and some materials. But the governance itself, mm -hmm. because the government has already instituted those um, governance system from the government, from the from the Ministry of Health going down up to the village. I see. Yeah. Okay. They are community volunteers by the government. They are um, a healthy governance system okay. at community level, which can help the communities and the health facilities to, mm. to, to work together and learn things effectively. I see. I see. Yeah. So yeah. what we want is there must be good governance so that people really prevent these uh, uh, this is reverse in their communities. They should be taking their leading law. Mm -hmm. Yes, not just waiting from the government. Though there are some other diseases, they just come in an emergency way. So if they wait for a government, it's that's too 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 long. Yeah. Yeah. So if the communities are complaining about we don't have we don't have healthy workers, but they are not now they are given power to say it's you if you want to have good. Facilities is you. Yeah, they have to move bricks for workers' houses, for healthcare facilities. Mm -hmm. The government will just provide some other materials. Very true. So that one belongs to the community. Mm. It's the responsibility of the community with good governance. Sure, I see. I see. Yeah. So when we're becoming That's in Dema, we're just working on their vision. They have mm. a vision. They have strategies. They know what they want to do. Mm. What the community wants to look like. What are the methodologies or what are the state strategies? Yeah. The interventions they have to introduce on their own. We just need to come in yeah, yeah. and support. It's crucial. Yes, because what we want is to reduce all the diseases prevalence. Sure. Yes. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And improve education <coughs> and everything mm -hmm. that goes hand yeah. in hand with. Yes, with the knowledge. Wanting, the knowledge should be improved. Yeah. And the access to health services should also be improved. Mm -hmm. And even the safe hygiene should also be improved yeah 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 but it needs it needs momentum on their side yes it needs them to yeah to make the first step mm -hmm. as well um yeah. and then you can teach how to run basically but yeah. you need they need to be able to walk first you know? yeah um I, yeah I, I honestly i think it's it's a much i mean temor is is all about sustain, building sustainable communities yes. in malawi and i think this approach yeah is definitely one that yeah because that. yeah as you are saying the sustainability we are talking here, uh, with the committee driven approach, mm. they work as brothers. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yes, they do. You are not talking about sustainability if people are not owning things. That's yeah. Yes. Yeah. They have to own it. It has to be community driving that Absolutely. process. Absolutely. Then even if Tema can leave, still more they will be driving that. Yeah. Because they have their own governance system working on the ground. Fantastic. So that's what we want. Even yeah. if you can come and build a healthy facility here, even if there is no good governance, they will still want, they will just uh, throw everything to us to say, you see, hey, this is, hey, there's this problem. They always rely on us. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's true, it's true. So no, it's it's getting that dependency, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, issue away. Yes. Um, but no, 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 I love it, I love it. Yeah. So no, that's, great. that's great. Well, thank you. Shani. Is there any, any anything anything else you'd like to uh, you'd like to share? Is there any, uh... Um, yeah, of course, it's something that we just really um, thank uh, 
the management of Tema and even the uh, management in Tema, Malawi and UK. Uh, we understand they really work tiresomely to fundraise, um, to fundraise, fundraise, doing the fundraising activities to to support um, the activities in Malawi. And the, our our hope is that we want really to transform these communities, so that really we should really have a good story of Tema. That Tema has worked here. Now we are we are approaching the 60th year. Yeah, so it's a long time ago. We really want to have some cases, good cases on the ground to say yes, Tema has been here. People are really transformed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we know that is. It's because of the UK office, which is uh, supporting us in terms of financials to learn all what we do in Malawi. Yeah, and uh, we like the coordination uh, between the UK and Malawi office. Uh, our, our, our main focus as us uh, implementers on the ground is we also want to see the change. That's why we are there. Yeah. That's why I'm here. If I don't see that change, I also become angry to say, what am I doing then? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. as a social worker, I want to see. Good man. Yes. Good man. Take the great pride in your job. That's what I'm doing. Fantastic. Now you can tell, you can tell. And from, as I say, from being with you guys the last couple of days, you can tell the uh, yeah, the pride in which you you wear the, the Tamil shirt. Mm -hmm. And also... Um, yeah, the, the the impact that you're yeah. having, um, yeah. certainly. I mean, seeing Kondwani speak at the yeah. at, at, in the village um, when they showed us around the, the new chicken farm and mm -hmm. at the pigs as well. There's uh, clearly a um, yeah a great uh, a great interaction you, you set up with the communities. There's yeah. a real respect between the two of you. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, it's great to see. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, if you get over to England, let me know. Yeah. Come down. We'll go for a beer. Well, no, we won't. No, we won't go for a bit. No, you never want a drink. You never want a drink. Okay, we won't. We'll go for a coke. We'll yeah, go for a coke, yeah, brother. We'll, uh, yeah, yeah. we'll get our feet up. But that'd be great. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for your time and even for your coming and the support. You, you have just said you just joined last year and you also yeah. had that passion to say, I can help. Yeah, no, so, I appreciate it. Yeah, we also have said that. Oh, not at all, man. Not at all. It's been, uh, it's been good fun. I've yes. enjoyed it, so much, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it has been a few days, but I have also enjoyed your oh, time. Good man, good man. I'll be back for sure. Yeah. I'll be back. I I'll come and see so. you next time. Yes. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate it, brother. You're welcome. Banquet Bear Productions. Cheap and chill.